You're listening to the Bill Shaves Podcast, presented by Midcoast Sports Network. Midwest is proud to be your television home for UND Athletics, plus the Summit League, the NCHC, the NSIC, and the best high school coverage throughout North and South Dakota, plus award-winning programs like Midcoast Sports Magazine. That's Midcoast Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Bill Shaves Podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of the Bill Shaves Podcast. Great to have you with us for another year with University of North Dakota Athletic Director Bill Shaves. I am Alex Seinert. Cassie Niles is our producer. We're back, Bill. They get they let us come back for another year. How about that? It's amazing. We got re-upped. I mean, is that what we did? We got <laughs> that's, re-upped. That's what we did. Yes, I would say so. I mean, we. Uh, I don't know what the final uh, podcast numbers were last year, but maybe about 35-ish. Is that about right? Maybe 34, 35 I think podcasts? In terms of episodes? Yeah. I think we finished on number 37. Oh, wow. I think last year. Did we so. really? I, it was great. I really appreciated Midco and yourself for, for hosting. And, uh, I, you know, I love this forum for a lot of different reasons, but it gives uh, it certainly gives me an opportunity from a long form standpoint to to, in a sense, go through some issues. You know, yeah. sometimes I can't share everything that's going on because it's it's kind of behind the curtain and stuff that 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 it's not ready. I guess it's, it can't come out of the oven yet. There you go. Sure. Is that fair? I, think I mean, fair. it's baking. And so, but, it, but at the end of the day, um, when we do finally get there, I can at least provide some perspective more so than just in a, in a small bite or, or, you know, 140 characters or 280 or wherever yeah. we are today. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's been the appeal. And I think why this was received well last season, just an opportunity to hear from you about the issues of the day, either from a UND perspective or from the greater NCAA or just the greater sports slash life world. Here's a great forum to have a 45-minute conversation well, some, about whatever's yeah, going on. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, other, other um, whether it be the professional realms, impact us from the collegiate yeah. standpoint. The NBA being one, at some stage, you know, are we ever going to get to, you know, going straight from high school again? And that, that's not out there yet. I mean, it's been a lot of conversations about it. And even as we speak today, the NCAA, I think, is trying to still figure out the rice commission and some of the things that are out there. And now we're kind of walking some things back. Yeah. And, you know, I, and, and sometimes if you're not around the table, Alex, I'm reading it just like everybody else. I mean, now having said that, probably the one thing I have is I probably can call somebody and say, well, <laughs> what are we doing here? And, yeah. and why are we doing this? And, you know, and, uh, but it, it is it is fascinating for sure. But it, it was great last year, uh, year one, you know, full year one and, and ready to head to year two. And the one thing I know is the passion of this fan base is unbelievable. And it's uh, um, and so it really I, I believe um, there's a responsibility for me to 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 at least explain some things that not everyone's going to like everything that happens in the office that we're sitting in right now. But um, maybe there's at least a, somewhat of an explanation of why things occur. Yeah, nice for folks to get a window into what is happening yeah. inside this office. Yeah. Well, that is the point of the podcast, something we're going to shoot for. So that's a good another preface. So that's preface. the why. If you missed, if you missed year one in our first episode from last year, there's there's a little recap of kind of why Simon we're doing Sinek this. Simon Sinek would year. be happy. That's the why. <laughs> that's the reason why we're here. Oh, good. Well, um, the plan is, and we talked about this last year. Consistency is so important for this format. Yes. So the plan is to continue doing this once a week throughout the course of the school year, wrapping up sometime in the early summer or, or late spring, whenever uh, once things kind of wrap up. So expect one of these to be in your inbox every week 
pretty much from here on out. Yeah, I mean, so so even uh, further, I think what we do uh, is we really go month by month, and we try to figure out as consistent as possible. Can we can we get a, a Monday? Let's just say a Monday at eleven for recording purposes, and then we can release the next day. And yeah. so that that is at least the thought process. Now sometimes it just doesn't work out. Uh, Alex could be on the road. I could be on the road. Something happens, but. Definitely early in the week. That's the thought process. And certainly weekly. Sometimes we do miss a week or two, and we'll try to let people know that that's the case. Yeah, so that's kind of the nuts and bolts of what the Build Shapes podcast is all about. We're glad you're with us for another year. I think looking back now, it's a chance to kind of say, Bill, how was your summer vacation? How were the last couple of months? A couple, couple of busy months for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, we had a couple coaching hires that were off schedule. And, you know, when Brian Jones uh, decided to depart uh, really late spring, it really was, it was beyond the final four time because uh, Steve Brecky and I had gone to the final four in, in uh, Minneapolis. And, and obviously Brian was still with us at that point in time. And that's really the time frame where everything's happening. And so then something occurred, you know, uh, he got an opportunity at Illinois state and, uh, he took it good for him. Congratulations. And, uh, it put us in a position where we were hiring a pretty high profile position where we hadn't had many of those, uh, hires in that particular, uh, uh, sport. You know, again, no. we, we, we kind of said, you know, in a sense it kind of left field with the Red Sox, not many folks have played that over the course of a half a century and same here uh, from a head coaching standpoint. So between that in volleyball and then we had a few others too right mm -hmm. track we knew about and uh and then men's golf yeah. and so so we had you know those are some you know it, you know given the fact that we've got 17 sports but but track and cross countries uh equate to about six we're really talking about 13 head coaches when it's all said and done and when four of them so really a third of your head coaching um uh staff is is turning over at that point in time that's pretty uh, that's pretty busy for uh, us administratively yeah certainly and when you look at how things went down again since our last pod back on May the 13th, a couple weeks after that, you had three pretty big hires kind of back to back to back at the end of May with Jeremiah Tiffin and Paul Sather coming on. And then Carl Gehring, of course, assistant coach for the men's hockey team, hired in that span as well. And then Todd Schaefer coming on to coach men's golf. Now, that was a much more recent development. Yes. But um, you talk about a way to kickstart the summer. That's a lot on your plate to get things ready to go at the end of May. Yeah, it, it was, you know, and again, it's it's part of it's part of what we're doing in athletics, too. If you've got folks that are in positions, um, they're ambitious and they're going to uh, figure out uh, what's good for them and their family. And, uh, um, you know, we, we just uh, were able to, you know, go through some, uh, some, some searches. And now at this point in time, it, literally, we had our first all staff this morning. Mm -hmm. And I had folks, you know, raise their hand if you've been here less than 12 months. And there was a few hands that went up. And, uh, and when that occurs, there's two things that happen. It, it puts uh, us administratively in a position where we have to make sure that everyone's on the same page number one, but it's also exciting because there's new blood and energy. And so, uh, so all that to be said that that's sort of, and again, I'll say this, if, if I have two jobs, one is to make sure you do a great job with people and you bring people in and, uh, and at the end of the day, make sure they understand the awesome opportunity that they have here. And then beyond that, you know, you try to put them in a position for success. And, you know, that that could come in a lot of different ways. It could come into monetary. It could come into impediments that we're getting getting in our own way mm -hmm. and we don't even know it. And then it could be facilities. It could be et cetera. So those are really the two things that happen. But, boy, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of new faces, but it's exciting. 
I do want to ask, and even though this was a couple of months ago, and you have spoken on this over the course of the summer, but with all those kind of big hires, and especially men's basketball, and, and thinking about, you, you kind of had, you had different paths to get to the people that you ended up hiring. You had, you know, one hire in Jeremiah Tiffin that came from the program, one mm-hmm. from a neighboring state that was kind of a name that people knew. In Paul Sather, you had, you know, Carl Gearing, obviously, with the assistant hockey position, was a, a former player that had been a coach here, and then Todd Schaefer, kind of a similar mold, someone that had excelled here in the early 90s. Just kind of talk me through how those searches, for, you know, kind of went down and kind of that process and how you sort of came, you know, kind of came to the conclusion yeah. that these were the right men in this case to lead those respective sports. Yeah, you never know. And Christine Angle, really. And Christine, too. of course, yeah, if you go yeah. back. If you yeah, go back if you go into, back a little bit April, further. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, you know, I guess it's always about fit. It's always about fit. And, and, then, and then ultimately, if you've got the right fit, it has to be the right time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you have to be two for two. And, and really, one for two doesn't get it done. O for two, and um, really, then you need to change, I guess, the locks on my door. Because that, <laughs> you do that too many times, that's not great. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, you've got to figure out, is it the right fit? Because here's, here's the deal. Not everyone's the right fit at a job. And, 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 so, and sometimes you have to take an honest assessment. Truly, is this the right spot for you? And, um, and, and ultimately is the job right for you? You might think you're on a path and then, you know, there's probably many, I'll say this in, in parlance that we'll understand defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, they probably all to some degree want aspire to be a head coach. They could be at their apex at some stage of the game. Mm-hmm. Associate AD might be at their apex. You never know. And so, uh, you don't know it until you become a parent. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, are you ever sure you're going to be a real head coach at that point in time? And there's so many things that a head coach has to has to go through that I don't think you really understand it until you become it. And so uh, and then sometimes people become it and they go, "Eh, I'm not sure I like it all that much. It's true. Which, which you hopefully don't say if you become a parent and then have that that feeling. If you want to continue that analogy, yeah, I mean, because there's no going back though when you make that choice. You would think not. That that is not what you do, and uh, it is it is out there, and you, um, and then you know, and there's no describing it until you live it. Yeah. Right. I mean, someone can give you you know pointers and tips and all that stuff, but there's no you know, you, you have to actually go through it and understand it and, and, and live it. But yeah, so it's been exciting. It really has. I, uh, I've been enthused. I never know how the process is going to work. Mm-hmm. And, and I've said that, and, 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 and there could be a little bit of an eye roll with that, but, but, but not really. I never know how it's all going to go until the end. Sure. And then even at the end, I never know if it's really going to go over the finish line. Like you think you're inside the five and you think you're punching it in. And who knows, something could happen right at the end and, and, and you pull back and you go down a path. And yet, right, you look at all the new head coaches that came in, there's not really one path that we took mm. per se. Um, but the one path I do go back is, is it the right fit at the right time? And, you know, do they have the energy and want to be here? Because this is an awesome place and it's an awesome place to be. And, and you need to embrace everything that this place has to offer. And it's awesome. It really is. You know, and, you know, you can every every situation I've been in, it depends on you. What's your attitude? You're going to give me you're going to give me the things that maybe aren't working so well. Or are you going to give me the things that are awesome? And I, I, I choose I choose door two. 
<laughs> I choose door two, and not to, and I'm trying to be a realist. No, mm-hmm. trying to be a realist. You know, I I know there's things that we need to work on. I know there's pieces of the puzzle that we need to to help our programs get better. But I'll tell you what, um, it, 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 be excited to come in here and, and to be with our 350 student athletes that you know are killing it in the classroom, doing great right. things in the community. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, well, having a chance to meet with with Carl, Jeremiah, Paul, I obviously haven't haven't a chance to talk with Todd yet. Um, but when you you think of and Christine as well, but when you think about their personalities and their level of excitement with those positions, you can tell they are. I mean, bringing the energy and and having that not culture change, but bringing so much positive culture to their individual sports to go along with an already firm foundation. It's exciting. I think fans should be excited about what's to come for those sports with new coaches and certainly for the ones that have returning coaches. I think when you look at all the sports across the landscape at UND this year, there is such a, and we'll get into this more next week in our our kind of a preview pod, but I think there is a lot of optimism and a lot of new, there's a lot of new and excitement that's going on with this new 2019-2020 season. I think there's just a level of anticipation and maybe a little bit of like, yeah, we're not really sure how this is going to play out, but that's what makes it fun. You know, sometimes when you have new kids, new faces, new coaches, it makes it fun. Last year, and I've said this a couple of times, I think I said it at the end too. I thought that last year was a challenge for us. Um, and, And not that we were unaware that we were going into the summit league for the majority of our sports, but that first year is always a little uh, tricky yeah. because you're just you're you just don't know some of the things that everyone else does know, and, and and so you sit there and say, well, what does that really mean? Well, you know, even just going around the track once, you understand when the Summit League meets. Like, what are some of the key topics and issues? Uh, what's happening? Like, literally, when it comes to say, I don't know, uh, you know, within arenas and how things are happening, and what are the topics? And and then and then when you're in travel mode it is difficult to travel with a team especially if you've gone one this is the first time you're going there everything's new think about if you're going on a vacation you've never been there before you know you're trying to figure it out right you're trying to go and figure it out and and then eventually i think probably after let's say you're there for a week after day five or six you're probably in pretty good shape you kind of understand well think that's really what transpired for a lot of our programs last year so we're excited about this year i think this is this is obviously the right place we need to be geographically a lot, uh, obviously, with a, a number of our rivals that uh, we're going to be playing, and uh, yeah, we're we're you know we're we're excited. I, I don't get too caught up. I guess I get caught up in the wins and losses eventually, uh, for sure. But are we doing the right things day to day to make sure? That sound like Bubba, but but really, are we doing the things day to day to get done what we need to get done? And because the end of you know we had our all staff this morning and and president Wynn was there and he had indicated that he's taken up tennis you know and Mm -hmm. and it's awesome so he he takes up tennis and um you know and we were talking about a number of things but preparation on your backhand if someone exploits your backhand that's your preparation that you didn't get done and so if you lose the match you can be sad that you lost the match that's fine but the reality of it is i got an idea you might want to work on your backhand <laughs> maybe, yeah, go so, to a, maybe go to a two-hander. Maybe you retry something I like that. Know. I don't know. I, don't, I think you bowl two-handed now too. I think there's some of that going oh, sure. on out there. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. happening? That's a thing. Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah. When did that have become a thing? Uh, I remember maybe boy, maybe ten years ago or so. There really? Were, there were one or two pros that were doing it, huh. and it's unique. And I don't. I, That's a thing, that right? Has now trickled down into the yeah to the common folk. Right. It's kind of interesting. My <laughs> my young my youngest does bowling uh, among other uh, things, and and that's a thing. Yeah. I I was like totally mm-hmm. lost on that. I didn't realize that was and hmm. 
I just went, really? What else don't I know? You can put some wicked spin on the thing when you get that second really? hand involved. Yeah. Huh. Not not for me. But not for you. For, for other people that are good. Do you ever bowl? Uh, yeah, I was in a bowling league for a little bit um, with some friends from from work a few years ago. Not not great, Bill. Are you not okay? A, You're not, not bumpers. Great. Not bumpers. <laughs> You're not not no, bumpering. I uh, no, not bumpers. Um, only in Candlepin would I want to have the bumpers out. But um, that's by the way, that's an East Coast thing. By the way, the Candle, people around here and don't there's know duck about. pins too. Do you yes, know that? that's right. Yes, yes. There are so many different variations of bowling on the East Coast. It Isn't would just it crazy? Blow, it would blow people's minds. Well, here. candlestick is very interesting if you've never bowled candlestick, but they leave the, they leave the. The, the, the pins the, the, actually yeah. there yeah. to help oh. you with the next ball. Because mm-hmm. you get three. So when, I think. Yeah, you get three shots But they three actually keep it, it yeah. in the lane. Yeah. So I am not really a bowler, but I kind of <laughs> went is... to Red Ray Lanes last year a yeah. couple times watching Kevin, and he, he really improved. I, I will tell you, if I was to wonder who's going to win, me or him, I yeah. know who I'm betting on. Take and it's not go. me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Uh, this, by the way, is just a taste of how this podcast usually goes. Is that there's something, and maybe we just we take a slight detour and talk about something something fun and different that's not necessarily right. UND related, and hopefully always, sport related. Hopefully sport related, but yeah. you know, sometimes we usually get it back. We usually bring it back. But, so we'll bring it back to the fairway. So, so we'll bring it back. Um, other things that have happened since the last pod back on May the 13th, we had our first ever first team All American with Molly Detloff earning first team All American honors in the outdoor national championships in the hammer throw. We had four UND signees selected in the NHL draft this year. Katie Mahler was named Summit League Woman of the Year at the conference level. And that, that process, by the way, is still ongoing. Katie is still in the pool to maybe be NCAA Woman of the Year. A lot of stuff since the last yeah, time. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, the one thing, and in the, in the other thing, I'll, I'll kind of maybe wrap it up, uh, and I'll go really up high, is that all of our programs for the first time since we turned Division One, so it earned a, 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 a grade point average of 3.0. All mm-hmm. the programs did in the spring. We've always had a cumulative 3.0 among all of the programs over the last 11 years or 22 semesters and counting. First time though, every sport had a 3.0. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, That's pretty cool. cool. And so at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you know, you see many times you're just going to see our student athletes on the field, the competition. A lot of times you might see them in the community because we, we did over 7,000 hours of community service, which was tremendous as well. And they have, they definitely have the give back gene, if you will. They, they know their, their role in the community and they do give back, but it is neat to see someone like move to, to like a, uh, you know, like a Katie move to, to the next level. I mean, the woman of the year, that's amazing. There's 32 conferences in the country. Every conference nominates or every school nominates a woman. Two of them come out, so 64, and she's one of 64 because she was one of the two from the Summit League that moved on. So pretty cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. But that's back-to-back years now for UND with the woman that has made yes. it into that field of 64. Yes. Tamara Merselli was a yes. big sky rep two years ago, and now Katie Mahler, the outstanding soccer player, moving on in the in the bracket now. Now she's in the big field. So. She is in the big field. And I think up until September, end of September is when that award I will think be so. announced. I think so, so something to keep in mind as we kind of move into the fall. Uh, some other summer things, some NCAA rule shakeup type things, um, not like anything maybe mind-blowing, but cause some, some unique ones that I think people will know about, certainly the NCAA men's basketball three-point line being scooted back. That'll be kind of something new. Um, when you think about hockey, three-on-three overtime, we went from last year talking about that going away completely. Now Atlantic Hockey has accepted that. So four of the six conferences now are on board with three-on-three and shootouts in overtime. 
just just some little things that have kind of changed. Yeah, the next you know, year. on the last one, I'd say this. I I think what the big one was, I think instead of historical thoughts of what should happen, two things happened. Started talking to the student athletes that are actually playing, and the fans, and they like it. Yeah. And you know what? For for the good of the game. That's probably what should happen. And I, th- I think I wouldn't be surprising to me at some point in time if we're six for six at some stage. Yeah. I think it feels like it's trending in that direction. And I give Commissioner Fenton a lot of credit on that. He has been a big proponent mm-hmm. and he uh, he does a great job on the national scene for us being a voice. And uh, uh, he made sure that this thing kept going, because I think from a fan perspective, it's fun. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, you kind of. I, leave I think so. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, and then, and you know, there, there's, you know, at least you do get something out of it once you get to to three on three. But but at the end, I think the fan base loves it, and it's wide open, and it's just, uh, it's something I think is trending toward that direction. Yeah, you think just a matter of hockey East and the ECAC, the only two left that are still hanging on to just the normal overtime. Hey, we just call it a tie, and that's that. Yep. It'll be fun to see maybe if this has more success as it has, and obviously it's not going away in the NHL. We'll see if this if it is just a matter of time. Before yeah, the and the other thing well. that was interesting was the WCHA and kind of what transpired yes. there and uh, what is transpiring yeah. there. And so I, I wish I would have more information on this pod. I wanted to make sure I recognize that that uh, that is that's real. It's happening. I think uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with the Alaska schools. I've read a number of things yeah. at this point. It seems like the last thing I think I read was there could be a potential of that. I guess there's a third campus too. That the, maybe that's it right. all yep. combines into one. Maybe mm. that's that's something that I've read, but um, I have not been around my counterparts uh, uh, over the summer months. I've talked to Commissioner Fenton a couple of times, but you know he's just monitoring the situation like everybody else. Yeah, if you missed that story from the summer, the WCHA seven of the ten teams basically applied to leave the conference and form their own conference. The only three that were excluded from that were Alaska Anchorage, Alaska Fairbanks, and Alabama Huntsville, who we play this year, who's coming here to the Ralph, I believe, at the beginning of January. That is correct. So we we just had a big shift, of course, in the NCAA hockey landscape seven years ago, and now it looks like maybe we're on par for another, not not as major a shift, but certainly one conference maybe completely contracting and forming something new. And those Alaska schools... So all three of them declared exigency, which I'm maybe not saying that word correctly, but basically saying we're we're in a lot of trouble and we have the right to kind of just take down programs and not just athletic, obviously, but both academic as well. And just, just to try and make, make dollars so in and some cents ways, work. I, I shouldn't say there's no necessarily a process anymore. That basically, yes, it was almost in, in a sense, yep. like we've got to make real yep. decisions right now. And it's going to be hard to have a committee make the decision. Yep. So um, from a hockey perspective, both Fairbanks and Anchorage will have hockey teams this year for the men's hockey programs. Mm. But then after that, it is a little bit up in the air what's going to happen there. So that's a, that's a continuing, a story that continues to evolve and change. Yeah. And, and you, feel, you feel for those systems and yeah. you feel for that state. What a tough time, obviously, for sports and just academics in general, higher education in, in the state of Alaska. Yeah, right no, now. that's real. I, and, you know, I, I think, you know, higher ed in general, you 
we're going through, uh, you know, a process where technology has certainly disrupted higher ed to some level Mm -hmm. and not in a bad way, just in an is way. And so that doesn't mean, though, that we have to think through, like, what's the next iteration of higher ed in some ways? And again, you know, the athletic piece of it is just a piece of the puzzle when it comes to the overall, uh, um, you know, institutions. And uh, so, you know, more to come. I yeah, I've been following and tracking. It's going to be interesting to see what transpires. And, you know, I think out there on the landscape, too, and, you know, you've, you know, you've read um, some articles about Illinois possibly adding the sport. Mm -hmm. I think Arizona State's still out there, obviously, as an independent. So, you know, there's some pieces of the puzzle here, I think, in the next year or so that should be interesting as we move forward. Yeah, I got a feeling 60 teams will not be the number for either either an expansion or subtraction. We're not going to be at 60 for much longer. It's going to change here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I guess it, I guess it could land back on 60. <laughs> I suppose if you right, a, you know what I mean? It, it could. You could lose two and gain yeah, somebody else so, along but, with Illinois. But it's just yeah. interesting. And I, uh, so, so more to come on that yeah. when we know. Yeah, interesting stuff. The hockey season, of course, gets started October the 5th uh, with UND taking on Manitoba and exhibition play. Regular season games that will happen that weekend as well. So the next couple of months, stay tuned. We could have another shift coming up in terms of conferences for the near future. Uh, anything else on your la- on your radar, Bill, from an NCAA standpoint you want to talk about that happened since our last pod? Well, you know, the Rice Commission, uh, uh, you know, met and tried to do some things to put in place for, for basketball. And, you know, last couple of days, it's been interesting as far as, you know. The Rich ha- Paul rule that his yeah. was, was put into play and then adjusted. I think it I think it um, I think it was done like many rules done for the right reasons but there's unintended consequences that end up coming out and then you've got to think through you know what does this even mean yeah. at this stage and I think you know there's probably some folks that that ultimately I think really the best way to putting it is there probably needs to be some education on what it means to be an agent. And I don't know necessarily if you need your bachelor's degree to to do that. And I think that's what's, you know, they've kind of put that genie back in the bottle. It was interesting to see how that swung so far from the ruling, I think coming down at the end of last week, Rich Paul, again, the super agent who's good friends with LeBron James and has a stake in clutch industry, et cetera, wrote a piece in The Athletic basically saying why, hey, I get why we're trying to protect these kids from agents swooping in and we need to have some rules in place. But yeah, the fact that you have to have this degree to do that. He's like, I didn't have a degree. I feel like you're literally, you're eliminating a big section of young people that maybe don't have the opportunity to go to college That's to right. get a chance to do this. And then I think 24 hours later after that published, they had walked it back a little, as you said. So it's amazing how sometimes... If someone points out, hey, this, let's think about this a little bit more. You get an outside perspective. It's, I think it was great to see the NCAA at least listen to that and have a conversation and decide maybe we need to rethink this rule. Yeah, and, and, and I think as long as we can be in a place where uh, if, 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 if maybe you get it wrong, so to speak, or, or it's perceived to be wrong, and then you alter and pivot, then away you go. And, you know, Lord knows I, I can get things wrong, too. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, but, but no it, one's infallible. Well, no, I mean, I, and, and you know, you, you I, I thought Colin Powell made the, 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 the good statement, right? You go with 70% of what you know, and then you've got to make decisions. Mm. Well, sometimes the 30% you, you is unknown. You know what? Sometimes you have to then alter or pivot based on the decision that you made. So, uh, so good for the NCAA to do yeah. that. Um, as we look 
ahead. We kind of looked back a little bit now. Let's look ahead a little bit. It's yeah. kind of the, some, we, we've joked, we always joke that after the 4th of July, summer is pretty much over oh. in our office. And it, it's kind of it's kind of true. But that, it is true. It feels that way. I think now that we're midway through August, mm-hmm. summer's definitely over. We're, we're into fall mode right yes. now. And things are happening. Season tickets are available for folks to purchase. Talk about how they can get their hands on season tickets right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, certainly uh, you can go to our website, right? I mean, fightinghawks.com and, uh, and, and get uh, season tickets. You get all the information you need there. But the good news is we're uh, on all metrics, I guess I would say, is that we're we're beyond 95% when it comes to either seats or dollars um, or accounts. And so uh, on all of the sports that we have uh, season tickets for. So, and we combined men's and women's basketball this year. And, and I, and we got a little a slight pushback from a few folks that were, were um, disappointed in that regard. But the majority, when we went into this, I would say not, I would say I I'm accurate in saying this over 90% of those folks had both tickets in the same seat. Mm. And so really what we were dealing with was just a, a percentage that, um, we had to kind of, you know, move through and discuss with, uh, um, and Heather Reardon and her, her gang do a great job with this. Um, but, but to try to figure that piece out, because as we got into the summit league, whereas the big sky definitely was men on the road, women at home summit, there's a chance we could have double headers and that becomes really hard operationally for us. So we kind of bit the bullet, Alex. And we, we just said, you know, if you want to be a season ticket holder for both, here's your seat. Great. If you want to be one or the other, that's fine too. We can accommodate that, but we have to be you know, thoughtful to the p- people that have, I guess, the ticket to both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does and that make sense? It, no, I, th- I think so. And that was well explained because it is, that's a tricky thing. Because if you've got a men's game that's at three and a women's game that's at one or, or 1230, whatever it is, and two people have season tickets for the same seat or what, I mean, it just, you, you, it just doesn't work. Like there, there are some things that yeah, just don't it work. Just, and, 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 and unfortunately what happens is you, so then you end up making a decision. Well, what's, I guess, what's the less loss, if you will, the less loss is probably trying to explain that to folks in saying, this is what we're doing, instead of having to kind of deal with it, the couple times that we may not to may have to deal with it. And, you know, moving forward on that game day, because on game day, that's not a great time to have that conversation. Not great. Not great. Not ideal. If, If you were going to like figure out that day or that day, like, or like on a May day where you're trying to figure it out, probably I'll pick the May take, day. Take the May. Yeah. Um, ironically then, you know, I talked to Val Sussex who, um, obviously does a, does a great job as a color commentator for, for UND basketball broadcasts. And also of course works in, in the, in the foundation office. Yep. And she was talking about how, Hey, we're, we're going through this ticket change and I know it's kind of a tough deal, but we know we're going to have more double headers of the season. So it's going to make sense for us. And then the summer league schedule came out and I believe there are one yeah men male women it, it, it is but yeah, but, but we but know but we know futuristically it, it will change yeah soon. and, yeah, and, and, change and soon. one year could be one one year could be zero yeah and then it could be three yeah. and then on those three those games with three it just would not be great so i we tried to get ahead of it so that's at least the explanation you know and 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 hopefully val and, and heather uh, you know if you have any further questions please uh, holler at them but you know again if you're if you have not uh, been a season ticket holder uh, you know well first and foremost foremost thanks for everyone that is a season ticket holder but love to have you on board for sure i think heading in especially on the football side heading into the missouri valley next year yeah 
you know, this would be the time because we're going to have, unlike the big sky where there's just not going to be a lot of fan bases that will travel that distance to, you know, literally a different area code. And some of them were two area codes Mm -hmm. away. This one, truly, we are, we are just a car ride away for a number of schools. So uh, if you're thinking about being back on board, please, I'd say this is probably the year to do it. Yeah. Good, good plug there. So get those, uh, Football season already underway. Fall camp started back on August the 2nd. Um, Midco SN is sponsoring UND Football Fan Fest again this year, coming up on August the 22nd on a Thursday night next week. Uh, for a free event. Again, great opportunity for kids to come out, go to a football camp, and then get autographs and hang out with the guys, get some pizza here from Bubba. That's a fun event that's coming up. All in, all in, in uh, with, with about a week to spare or so before the home opener against Drake coming up on August 31st. Yeah, I, I was able to go to that last year. It was great. And so uh, you guys do a good job, really good job with that. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I are, uh, And it kind of breaks up the fall camp, if you will, too. Yeah. It, it does. It gives, uh, you know, our guys, you know, love to do that. So uh, please come on out. Yeah, that's all kind of underway right now. We just came from football practice this morning, by the way, in the HBC because it was yeah. kind of pouring outside. So nice to have that facility available. Guys look good. It's been a good start to fall camp. I think this team is really excited and ready to go for 2019. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they were here all summer and, uh, you know, uh, kudos and and thank you to the Engelstad Foundation and they were able to uh, help us uh, uh, really have all of our guys in summer school this year, mm. which was awesome in so many ways uh it's great and uh um you know so really we've kind of rolled in to the fall now and we've rolled into the fall having just a tremendous summer because all of our guys were in summer school our coaches had the ability to be with them um again for a prescribed period of time based on ncaa compliance rules but um that is a big deal and so i think you're seeing it in fall camp right now and that's a big deal based on especially kind of changing a little bit and tweaking what we're doing offensively yeah there'll be a bit of a shift and we'll talk more specifics next week as we look ahead to the football season but yeah danny Freund taking over the play calling danny by the way as we speak going to the hospital because his wife is uh, Anne is being induced today so the third Freund child entering the world again God God willing everything goes smooth over there but that's what a time to be alive to be getting ready for your first season as the offensive coordinator of your alma mater and welcoming another child into the family and again I, I think I'm just going to stay in the box of my opinion this is just my opinion um, life did change when number three came mm. um, you were not playing man-to-man anymore you were trying to figure out a zone and uh, it's uh, it can be um, it can be taxing and overwhelming. So uh, but the Freund family, I have trust and faith in them. They've got energy abound. So uh, they're going to they're going to handle it like champs. No doubt. I agree. I agree. We've we've joked with Danny, like how much how much time are you going to be able to to spend? You know, just I just would think as a new father, even when you've gone through that process before, just trying to balance that whole deal, knowing you got your first game coming up, calling the plays, installing this new offense, you know, trying to be there for your family and trying to be there for your guys in the field. What a tough divide. And if anybody can pull it off, energy-wise, certainly Danny can. I mean, there's no, there's no end to the boundless amounts of the reserves of energy that man has, but he's not going to be getting a lot of sleep and probably hasn't been for a while now getting ready for the season. So but best of luck to him and Ann as they get ready to welcome their Well, in a weird way, if you think about that, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm just, I just, just came to me because this is probably the best time really, because if he's not getting sleep, he can help with the baby. This is a good point. He could do both. That's a good point. 
Yeah. Because you can, the one nice thing, you can easily rock a child totally. and scribble out. You can. play. You can, there's a lot for, of things. For a small window of time, mm-hmm. let's just say three months, which is the regular season. About, about the right length of football season. Yeah. They they might be smarter than, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. All but the no. jokes about the, the Freud family planning. Maybe maybe they actually but have good, this figured but out. But good for them. Could good, good for them. Uh, and hopefully everything goes well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, football, of course, in session. Volleyball as well. Fall practice began August the 10th. The Jeremiah Tiffin era now yep. officially underway. Uh, a cool deal. No no green-white scrimmage this year, but they are doing an open practice coming up on August the 17th. Yeah, you know, I think all that stuff, you evolve a little bit. Uh, you know, some of it's good. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe you come back and do it again at some stage. But I think uh, each coach, you know, decides what's in the best interest of that program at that stage of the game. But, uh, you know, Jeremiah's uh, excited, and uh, we're excited to have him. And, um, you know, hard, hard to imagine we hired a coach that was uh, from uh, north of Grand Forks. I mean, that's that's if you were to if you put that onto the list, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. You know, I mean, so that so we kind of checked that box. And so uh, not that that was a prerequisite. No, no, no. But nice to get a Manitoba native in the house again. That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, So that was good. But uh, yeah, no, we're excited about both programs. You know, soccer started uh, with an exhibition uh, match on uh, Sunday. And uh, that was that was good. Um, Good. Good start. A lot of new faces. So uh, we're uh, we're but I, I know Chris is. Uh, Chris is bullish about about his uh, his freshmen and his uh, his recruits. Yeah, exciting! They got a four one win over Manitoba on Sunday. One more exhibition game coming up this coming Friday, August yeah. the sixteenth, against Viterbo, which is I've actually been to Viterbo University before in Wisconsin. Long story, but okay, yeah, good good place. <laughs> I think over in La Crosse, I want to say off the top of my head, I think La Crosse, Wisconsin. So nice, nice that they're making the trip up a D two school. That's uh, gonna be, be great. Um, but yeah, you mentioned. Um, the excitement around that program, obviously a great season for them last year. Again, we'll talk more about this next week, but some good starters coming back. Great that they're going to be on their home field yep. this year. That's a big deal. Bronson Field, this next to the bookstore, looks fantastic over there with the new turf now with a full year to get yeah. get bedded in. A couple of other things we still got to try to figure out now that uh, the turf is in. We, we would love to enclose it with a fence. That That's sure. at least on the radar screen for us right now for a variety of reasons. One, I think it would... Um, aesthetically look better and then it will help us too from foot traffic and all that rot and so um, so we that's still in play for us at this stage of the game among a, a number of other things but uh, um, yeah I, I agree with you you know we, we needed one full cycle I mean unfortunately you know I felt bad for the senior class last year but in a sense they were fine I mean I you know it was a nice I mean nice venue in East Grand Forks sure. and we appreciate what they've done for us but nothing like playing on uh, on campus Yeah they have plenty of home matches by the way I think what, 11 home yeah, matches this year I so know. That, be, that's one of those cycles uh, you just never know from a scheduling standpoint. Sure. And today, you know, this year, it's awesome. We've got, uh, you know, we start with Montana, I think, two a week from Friday. Mm-hmm. So uh, that will be outstanding. That will be a tough match. It's a good way to start. Yeah, certainly. Certainly with some tough opposition and non-conference. But yeah, that, exciting that they'll be back on campus this year. Cross country, by the way, which is underway as well. Their first meet isn't until the end of the month at, at, at North Dakota State in Fargo. But they have a lot of... Just like they always do, a lot of lo- close meets to go to in Brookings here in Grand Forks. You know, 
down I-29. It's uh, Christine Engel's first first go. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what that team can do as well. Yeah, you know, I, I think Christine, uh, you know, she's uh, she's getting her feet wet here. And uh, I, I think even last year, as Kyle Doporalski, who oversees track and field for us, you know, in talking with Coach Galbraith and even Coach Clay, we paused a little bit from a uh, from a recruiting standpoint. So to, to because we wanted the new coach to be able to come in and, and really uh, implement what he or she wanted to do in this case she um and so uh so so more to come but i know she's excited about the season but uh and excited about the future yeah fall sports it's just, Ooh, um, it's, it's here it's, it's fun to have kids back on campus oh, it's fun great. to see the sports participating mm-hmm. soccer football everybody the teams that practice outside especially when you drive by and you can see kids kicking balls around and running around the memorial it's it's just fun it gives you that feel life. That it really is school's gonna start soon we're only a couple weeks away from august 26th i think first day of classes so yeah monday monday that i think if you have a night class you you start that week uh or excuse me that day and then all other classes start on tuesday not that far off. Ooh, not at all. Here we go. Summer's over. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that might be the theme. I think so. Maybe a little <laughs> Summer's bit. Summer's over. Maybe a little bit this time. Um, anything else on your... Oh, coaches show you wanted to mention, by oh, the way. Making oh, yeah, a transition yeah, yeah, to yeah. a new venue this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the head coaches show will start on the 27th um, and uh, should be fun over at uh, Rhombus. Rhombus, guys. And Perfect. so that'll be great. And so uh, six to seven. And, uh, I, I, you know, I think there's a thought process of wanting, you know, a little bit more interaction with the, with the audience. And so uh, so stay tuned. I think okay. Paul Ralston uh, uh, and Tim might have some things uh, up their sleeve. And so uh, we look forward to that. Good. Now, I should mention Rhombus, guys, pizza or Rhombus, guys, brewery? Brewery. Brewery. Gotcha. Good. Yep. Good. Yep. Both places are great. Both guys the, are great. The brewery great. probably lends itself more to the interaction because you don't have the, the different levels of That's the restaurant. Correct. That's correct. And it's, it's big enough. It's a, Yeah, great yeah. spot. That'll yep. be a great location yep. for it. Good. So look forward to that coming up in a couple of weeks as well. I think if you're feeling good. We flip it. Let's flip it to the B let's side. Let's flip it. So most of these podcasts, most of these, all of these podcasts, you'll have kind of the A side. We talk about mostly UND, NCAA. And then there's a little time, if there is time at the end, to do some B side stuff where we talk about mostly mostly soccer and the Red Sox and and whatever else kind and of other pops things. up and other things um I think but first I want to ask just for you personally we talked a lot about your summer from a UND perspective how was just your your summer in general what, what were you doing with your family any fun yeah. vacation plans what was going on quick, in the life of Bill Chase quick this my uh my 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 daughter who's a uh, musical theater major here was in two shows uh um at the Empire oh great yeah and so be more chill and, and it's actually still going on now legally blonde oh hey so there legal, you go awesome so, so that was great for her. And then uh, my other son is a theater guy, too. And my other son is uh, doing the hockey thing. So uh, they're, so they're busy. They're busy doing, you know, they're, they're, they're at a point in time. Where we're not in the uh, Danny Freund time. We're not in Danny and Ann Freund time. We, we, are, we are in a different band of life at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, we shot down to Florida as a family for like a weekend, oh, a long fun. weekend. Awesome. Yep. So we did Universal. That was great. That that's, a, that's a great spot. They've done an unbelievable job of expanding that with the Harry Potter worlds and everything else. Yeah. That's going on. That's and you know, a, we learned, a, we learned spot. a little bit about it, you know, so if anybody's out there and they're thinking about going down there, just, I, I'm happy to give you my opinions on, on what you could, should do. I'll just say that. So give us, uh, give us your top. So just really quick, what would be your top thing to go see in, in, in either well, in universal or in, well, what, what did you know? The top, the top thing is you, you stay on property mm. because you get an, you get, access greater access and the ability to walk back and forth yeah and so 
I would say if you can stay on property, that's the way to go. We could have a whole pot about this because is I, that love, fair to say? I love I love Universal and love Disney. Like we, we haven't yep. done there very much, but in the times we have, mm-hmm. it's just been phenomenal. And yes, early park admission is really nice if you stay on site because you get there an hour before everybody yep. else does. Yep. And you can just take the little water taxi or take a little walk down the park. It's just it's it's I'm perfect. It is. And, and like I said, I, I if everyone is familiar with fast pass, the, if you stay on property, you kind of like get a super fast pass. So and that's only for the Pope people that stay on property. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I would say that's the helpful hint really at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I, you know, um, my, my family's into Harry Potter. I'm not. So I <laughs> was fine with just, I don't know, walking around. I mean, I, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I don't know what I was looking at, but that's okay. <laughs> it's the truth. Were you in your Gryffindor robes, Bill, or that, that didn't exactly, that didn't happen. You didn't join in. No, yeah, that's no, okay. That's but, fair. But it was fine. It was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed getting enjoyment from other people. There you go. Good. That's that's what a father, honestly, that's probably 90% of being a father is, is just trying to set your kids up or set your your, your family up for success and enjoyment. That and showing up. That's <laughs> That and showing up. That's true. Yes. Really. I mean, many times you just have to show up. And uh, much like an AD to some degree, right. sometimes you have to show up and... Uh, you know, but it was fun. That was great. And then, you know what I did uh, a couple of weeks ago? I, I did this with my youngest son. We went a weekend to Chicago and saw Hamilton. Oh, wow. Hamilton yeah. is ridiculously good. I, I mean, wow. Just wow. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm nodding. I'm nodding my head right oh, now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just uh, special. That's what that was. And so, uh, you know, we were... Uh, um, we, w- we went in and it was great. We went in on Friday afternoon and did, you know, Sears, which is Willis tower actually. Mm-hmm. And it, we did kind of all the non, I'll call it non cub or white sock type stuff, but we checked all the boxes, nice. the Got architectural some- tour. I don't know if you, did you ever take that one? That I've not done. No, huh. that's, you need to do that. Hmm. I mean, it is, uh, the, the, our, our, our boat tour guide, she spoke for an hour and a half straight about every single building in Chicago and the history of it and how and why it happened. And it's just very interesting. Mm. I, I didn't even really realize what the second city meant too. I guess I knew this and I had forgotten it, but it burnt down. Oh, sure. So this is the second city. Oh, sure. So it's not second city to like anybody. It's second city because really they were able to rebuild it. Huh. How about that? That I did. I knew about the Great Chicago Fire, but I did not know that that's why it's. That's right. This. Oh, okay. That's right. Well, and in the Windy City, is I thought it because it was windy, but it really is not. They were they got the World's Fair, and it was a mayor who was blustery, and saying how great their city was, and that's why they call it the Windy <laughs> really? City. Really, yes. I did not know that either. This has been a very educational podcast on things that? outside of UND. That's amazing. Yeah, look at, the, look at the B side bringing the heat today. The, the B, the, we are in a. Uh, land of higher ed so we we had better bring something to the table at this point i, I don't it. want to talk red Sox today no 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 i don't really want to either I, mean, I could talk back. i could talk red Sox for like 10 seconds not a good year yeah not great yeah. and you called it early on it weirdly and, and it's not like you were i think we're being all it just was weird that they didn't win a game yeah. in spring training yeah you know um i didn't want to be all gloom and doom and it's obviously but it know, was but, but it, they weren't ready it just, it just felt yeah you, sometimes you can just sort of tell. You can just have a feel like, I don't know. The bats have been great. Most most runs in baseball, which is incredible to think that they're only three games above 500 and they've scored more runs than anybody else. But the, the ERA as a team is 
upwards of five. I think it's four, four point nine or four point eight, whatever it is right now. And they had that stretch where they won. Gosh, they almost swept the Yankees, and they had played so well against the Rays about a month ago before the deadline. Yeah. And then they lost the last game. That last game of the Yankees Chris series. Sale. And then and then they lost eight straight. And then they were done. And that and that's and it was weird. Not. They were done. The uh, I, and what's the what's the fascination with David Price and Dennis Eckersley? I don't get it. Like like, can we it's just get off of that? Yeah, yeah, get off of that. Yeah. The guy pitched twenty four years. Was a closer. Was a starter. Was I mean? Uh, was literally, if you were to say, you could argue one of the greatest pitchers ever to pitch. Yeah. I, I mean, you could argue it if you want to argue. He's it. in the com- if you want to look at body of work, body and, of and all peak. of that. I'm not saying yeah. like for one game and yeah. all that stuff. And I really didn't see Sandy oh. Koufax and all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I mean, he's one I, of the greats. There's he's, no, there's he's, no. He's one of, the greats, he's one of the greats, especially what he was able to accomplish. Yeah. He's kind of in John Smoltz land because Smoltz had kind of that reliever sort of closer mm. starter thing going too. So, but yeah, just weird, but not great. Yeah, but well, the EPL started exactly. So let's let's I was let's sweating. finish with this. Yeah, Spurs. You had a you were you were kind of probably sweating against Aston. Sweating. Villa this I was very. Yeah. I was really sweating. <laughs> it wasn't great. You've seen a lot of these. I mean, the Spurs completely dominated the match, mm. and then one and again they I, they were a little bit Burnley-ish, but they did they they kind of they definitely sort of packed it in but boy they got the one counter and they made it count yeah but it was like 15 nothing in corners it was like 75 percent possession see, yeah. it was a, it yeah. was the step but it doesn't matter you gotta put gotta it put in the ball in the back of the I net. Know. And, and sir harry kane did it twice in the last they did but the, five minutes the, the guy match. that they got and dombele yep and dombele my yep. guy big goal of course i can't I, yes my guy <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he's, he seems like he's pretty good. Yeah, first time in two years that you spent any money. I know, and you spent a lot of it. You got Indombele, Ryan Sessegnon from Fulham. Yep. You just signed Giovanni Lo Celso. On, Do we like on those loan. guys? Are those guys good guys? I, I think those are. Sessegnon didn't have much of a much of anything last year with I think Fulham. He's nineteen. But right? He's young. He's a young yeah. kid. That's a good buy for the future. Everybody seems to really like Lo Celso, who's coming over from Real Betis. Who was pretty. He was pretty good last year. It's a year loan and deal. And he and Potter both Argentinian, right? The, so he's they, tight. They've probably noted each other. Yep. He's he's basically going to be an Erickson replacement if if Christian Erickson ends up moving on. Could happen this, this week. It, the, it's so unique with soccer because right now the English transfer window has shut because they they close it the day before the first day of the season. But every place else in Europe and South America, etc., that window extends until the end of the month. So even though Spurs can't bring anybody new in at this point, they could still sell someone on and Erickson going into the last year of his deal has said he wants to move on. So that's kind of a situation to monitor. Yep. He played fantastic in that game. Changed the game. He was great. Uh, you know, and weirdly uh, in so many ways, I mean, coming off the bench when he did, he had fresh legs and he just, it was able to, because he's crafty, yeah. he was able to almost pick his spots, so to speak. And so, you know, who knows how it would all played out, but, but certainly they finished it off. But Man City and Liverpool I, until anyone, it's going to be hard for me to imagine the depth that those two teams have that it's going to be hard for any one of those other four and maybe there's a fifth or sixth that will perk up maybe but it's going to be hard for those four I think over the course of 38 matches to I mean we'll see I mean I'm sure Man City's going to be really excited to see Tottenham come in this week that's going to be really that's going to be a lot of fun what a big match on Saturday yep at Man City at the Etihad yep Spurs you know this it really makes like this past weekend the first week of the season we had Chelsea against Man United obviously it was a 4-0 win it wasn't a close game as, as 
Man U kind of steamrolled them. But it's fun to have some of these big six teams playing each other so early. Just kind of whets the appetite for what's going to be a long but a really fun season in the Premier League. What's funny? Year. What's funny about the uh, Chelsea Man U game was certainly you look at the final score and it looks like a blowout, and it was a blowout. But Chelsea hit two frames right yeah. i mean and all of a sudden now it's two nothing yeah now it goes the other way and you never know so it's just it's crazy it's a it's one goal here it's one goal there but with these top six teams it's like holy cow you have got to figure it out against the other ones you've got to get three that's what i'm saying i the, the spurs could not have not gotten three at home especially against the newly promoted aston villa yes says, yeah although the, the the stadium does look beautiful it's a you get the sense, obviously, no name yet. It's still just Tottenham yep, Hotspur Stadium. Yep. But this is going to become one of the iconic stadiums in the country. Like, it just feels like it's got it's got that feel to it. Totally. That this place is a little bit different than some of the other new stadiums that have just yeah, been built. And for, and for some of those that are hanging in there listening to this, uh, I'm sorry, maybe number one, but but number two, <laughs> no, not No, people really. have been waiting. People have been well, waiting yeah, for Bill's takes they've on been this. Dying, Absolutely. They've been dying on this. But that's where the NFL is going to play. Yes. And so, you know, it, it's a billion-dollar stadium, and it's just – it looks just fantastic. It really does. Yeah. And I think – they've done a really good job of making it sort of a home venue too which is which is awesome yeah so yeah. but uh yeah you you've got to be a big spurs fan this week i i would think right yes yes i think if when you see man city stroll to a five nothing win over a west ham team that's supposed to be decent this year and they didn't even break a sweat and neither did your team you know, no, I mean, it was 4 nothing at halftime, and they looked pretty comfortable against the Norwich side that is probably going to struggle a bit this year as a newly promoted team. But um, every, every point, it's so funny, but, you know, again, Liverpool scored 97 points in the league last season and got second. I mean, you almost have to be perfect. Every dropped point, even in well, August, makes a difference. They lost one game last year, here, Bill, here, here, and that was enough. Here, here's the deal. At, at some point last year after... Um, let's make it up, right? March 1, you had to be perfect. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, City, and, City and, won 14 straight games yeah. to finish the year. It's crazy. It's crazy. And they're better this year. Like, that's what's sickening. I, the, Vincent Company might be a bit of a miss in terms of a yeah. leadership vacuum the, and central in the, defense. Yeah, in the locker room, got but, it. But, every, I mean, but everything else is, they've strengthened and all their guys are... Just bad. That, De Bruyne is going to be healthy this year for the full season. Like they will be scary good this year. So I'll, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. Is that, and I think it's so unfair for Poch. Is that what he's done with Tottenham and taking them to this consistency level, beating Man City in the Champions League. I mean, I don't know what that means, but I'll tell you what. That's like worth something. Something. I mean, I get it. Some there's kind no of trophy. There's no trophy yeah, yeah. there, but that, no one else would probably have done it, and I'm not sure Liverpool would have done it no. either. Well. But, we, we did do it the year before in the knockout Yeah, you did. You did the League. same thing. So, just to stick up for Just to stick up for your No, that's true. No, no. I, I, yeah. Yep, yep. But I you know. deserve at least a participation certificate or something. Like, that needs to be something. That you knocked out a city team that won. You, you prevented them from winning four trophies in a season. Correct. Basically. I still didn't like the call with Liverpool. <laughs> the VA, or the, yeah. That was not great. Salah's handball. And it wasn't a great yeah. match. Yeah. And they've got to figure that one out. Three yeah. weeks in between is too long. That did happen, by the way, from the last time that we potted. But I wasn't going to bring it up because it was back that wasn't in, in great. June. But yeah. That wasn't, that was sad. European champs. Next I just, year. It felt like it didn't, whatever. It, it felt like the, the game, <laughs> the game certainly took a different turn at that after, point. After 26 but seconds. But making it in. there was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, a lot to be, a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be excited about for this season with the new players. Best of luck this weekend. We're going to need it.
We'll be cheering for you. Well, hey, imagine that. Episode one in the books already. Incredible. 37 more to go or so. Awesome. For Bill Shaves, for Cassie Niles, I'm Alex Heiner. Thanks again for listening to the Bill Shaves podcast. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.